This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. In the shotgun, Carr's going to throw, pumps, looks end zone, throws for the end zone, wide open! James Young! I only play the slots because you know what they say scared money don't make money and I got scared money Rodgers to the end zone caught for the touchdown James Jones John Gruden has not coached since 2008 so what makes you believe that he is the guy to take this franchise to the next level you know and it's just Cali swag What's good, Raider Nation? It's your girl, Fallon Smith, and you're listening to a bonus episode of Keeping It 300. I'll address some Raiders news and notes, and then I'll bring in our special guest. I am pumped about our guest this week, Mr. Mad Max Crosby, uh, the Raiders rookie defensive end who's been balling, to say the least, over the last two games. So I know, Raider Nation, you guys are happy to have him on the roster and stoked about his development and his potential. And you should be stoked because our conversation was pretty awesome, if I do say so myself. But before we get to him, a couple things to address. The Raiders have signed tight end Darren Waller to a contract extension. It went down Wednesday night. Now, this was a no-brainer. They could have waited until the end of the season, you know, when he became a restricted free agent, but... Why wait, right? You have an elite pass catcher and a great blocker in Waller. Get it out of the way now so you don't have to worry about it in the offseason. Now, in his signing photo that the Raiders released, Waller was wearing a hoodie and it said healthy on it. And for everyone who knows his story, it kind of gave me chills. You know, seeing him with a big smile, signing a contract, and wearing a sweatshirt that says healthy. This dude has been sober for two years. He goes from getting kicked out the league to going to rehab to thinking he would never play football again or at least football in the NFL again. And here he is. You know, Darren Waller is not only healthy, but now he's wealthy. Great job getting the deal done, Raiders. Seriously, nobody deserves this extension more than Darren Waller. That's for sure. Now, some not so good news. A lawsuit has been filed against Raiders right tackle Trent Brown. He's been accused of domestic violence against his ex-girlfriend. Now, I'm not going to get into all the details, but Trent did put out a statement on Twitter saying, quote, I am aware that my ex-girlfriend has filed a civil suit against me. I deny the claims. They are false. I believe in the court system where I will clear my name. I will not be making any further comment at this time. Now, I really hope he didn't do this. I really hope he's innocent um, for many reasons, obviously for the girl's sake, uh, for his sake, just because I do not condone domestic violence, nor should anybody else. There's no place in this world for people who put their hands on women um, or men that put their hands on women or just domestic violence in general. 
But if he did do it, you know, Mark Davis and the Raiders have a zero tolerance policy when it comes to domestic violence. So I'm pretty sure if this is true, then he will no longer be on the team once the legal system um, and everything plays out. But they have to let everything play out. Their decision should be predicated on evidence, just like it was in the Gary and Conley case. And y'all know what happened with that. It went away because it wasn't true. So we shall see. I'm not saying this is not true. I don't speak for, you know, his ex-girlfriend. And if this did happen, obviously my thoughts and prayers are with her. Um, but I can't take any sides because I don't have the facts. I don't have the evidence. So I'm not going to take anybody's side when it comes to this case. I'm just going to let um, let it all play out. Either way, why in the world do the Raiders always have to be in the news? Good Lord. I mean, there's never a dull moment when it comes to the Raiders. That is for sure. All right. It is time to bring in our special guest, Mad Max. Now joining Keeping It 300 is Raiders rookie defensive end, Mad Max Crosby. Now, Max, first of all, thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Yes, um, we are pretty pumped to have you on this week. But let's talk about your nickname real quick. I know you got the nickname Mad Max from your time at Eastern Michigan, but who gave you the nickname and what's the story behind it? Um, so uh, one of our commentators at Eastern, he called me Mad Max, uh, you know, here and there, but it never really caught on. But uh, after I got drafted and they released like the video of our you know, like the draft call and all that, um, coach Gruden and, um, you know, Mike Mayock, they, uh, they kept calling me Mad Max. So, um, once, once they uh, released that video, everyone, you know, in Raider nation took, you know, took off with it. And, you know, they've been calling me, calling me that for a long time now. Well, so really we have Mike Mayock to credit, keeping it going, <laughs> getting the nickname yeah. to stick. Is that, is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's funny. I thought your teammates from Eastern Michigan would call you that. So it definitely wasn't. It was just uh, one of the commentators or play-by-play guys. And then obviously Mayock loved it. So yeah. when he called you, he was like, Mad Max. I remember that. I remember the call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So do any of your teammates, uh, Raiders teammates, call you Mad Max? Um, honestly, I think everyone in the building calls me it. So ah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's funny. It's honestly, it's hilarious. I, I kind of I kind of miss my regular name sometimes, but really? um, I can't complain. <laughs> oh, so you don't like it that much. Do you feel like it's kind of uh, ele- elementary? You're like, bro, my name's Max. Come on. <laughs> no, no, it's not. I love the nickname. It just like. Every that's literally what my name is in the building. So everyone, everyone calls me. It's it's kind of fun. <laughs> well, before you came on, I actually discussed how the Raiders gave Darren Waller a well-deserved contract extension. Now you go up against him every day at practice, so you see how hard he works on the field. You also know how hard he's worked off the field to get to where he is today. So I want to ask you, last night when you found out he was getting paid, he was getting an extension, what was your reaction? Um, you know, honestly, I was just I was just super proud and happy for him. You know, Darren, uh, obviously, you know, on the field, he's a, he's a special talent. Um, he's got every tool in the, in the toolbox. So, um, you know, when you're talking about off the field as well, um, he's gained such a long way and he's such a good dude now. Um, and, you know, he's just, uh, he's an inspiration to all of us, you know, to live the right way. Um, and it's, it's really cool to see. And, you know, it's, it's more than well-deserving. Yeah, for sure. And I also just learned 
that he released a rap album last month. Yeah. I heard you also played it during practice today. So <laughs> yeah. obviously you've heard it. I need to know what you think about his rap skills. Oh yeah, Dan. Uh, <laughs> Dan, he can he can rap for sure. Um, we've you know we've we've been talking and we're in the uh, we're in the works right now of uh, getting something together. You're lying. You guys are gonna collab. Uh, I'm not lying. I wouldn't lie to you. Shut up. So you really are going to collab. Like, it's going to be like official, official. <laughs> that, That's the plan. We just got to get it set up. Oh, okay. So that's kind of what I was going to go with next. Well, one, <laughs> I was going to ask if you guys have ever battled at practice or in the locker room or anything. <laughs> has that ever taken place? No, that has not happened. Oh, come on. Why not? <laughs> I don't know. We, we, <laughs> Darren's a great man. I don't I don't. You know, I don't. I don't think that's necessary. Yeah, you guys don't need to roast each other, huh? Y'all need to just be teammates and yeah, do that collaboration. Yeah, we don't need to roast each other. <laughs> okay, okay, that makes sense. But this off season, everybody, especially through well, through Hard Knocks, but also, uh, we learned because of a viral video, a locker room video, um, we learned, you know. You could spit some rhymes. Uh, that was a pretty awesome video of you freestyling in the locker room. And I saw that your teammates, they just loved it. Uh, was that the first time that they heard you rap? Uh, it was actually, it was the second time. Uh, oh, the the time. day before, the day before, um, it was, you know, Jay Lamar he's the DJ in the locker room. So he always has the mic and music playing. So um, the guys were begging me to get on. So I just went up and rapped in front of them, and they they were going crazy, but there wasn't as much people. So the next day, I was already anticipating having a bigger crowd, and I walked <laughs> in the locker room, and they were all jumping on me to get get on the mic. So um, you know, that's when they recorded it, and it was uh, it, it was it was really cool. Is rapping a passion of yours, or something you just do for fun? Clearly, it's probably a passion since now you're really thinking about collaborating with Darren Waller. <laughs> Um, honestly, I've been listening to music since I was literally born. My mom is always playing it in the car. So music's always been like, it was honestly like my first love. So I love music. I, I made a lot of music when I was in high school. Like we even, we, uh, me and one of my best friends, we, we made a, a mixtape and it had like 23 songs on it and we sold it. Um, we printed out a bunch of CDs and stuff and sold it around the campus and, made made a few bucks so um it, it was really cool we loved it we recorded all the time you know on our downtime in high school and stuff like that so i've been making music for a long time it's just you know obviously my schedule's a little bit different now so i'm you know a little bit more busy and more focused on football so um definitely in the off season i'm gonna i'm definitely gonna get something you know as far as a studio and a mic and stuff and try to uh try to you know get get in the studio a little bit more Oh, my gosh. So you've been doing this literally your whole life. And you said it started with your mom then. Oh, yeah. And and hip hop or just like all kinds of music? What, what type of music? Majority um, rap. Yeah, definitely. Definitely rap for the most part. But like I, I, I listen to R&B as well. So, um, yeah, you know, I love music and it's, it's always been something I've loved. But hold on. Your mom would listen to hip hop and rap and stuff as well? <laughs> yes. Oh, my absolutely. God. Hold on. Yeah. So that's. Oh, my God. No, I don't know why I'm laughing, but I actually should realize I'm I'm like 13 years older than you. So thinking about how your mom might not be too much older than me, is she like in her 40s? Yeah, my, well, my mom's uh, early 50s. Okay, early so 50s. She, okay. Yeah, she knows she knows all the classics, and we were listening to literally Tupac and Eminem and okay. all that type of stuff when I was little. So I don't know if that was 
the best as far as uh, <laughs> my language nowadays. But uh, I don't know if that's a direct correlation, but... You know, I can't complain. I'm actually laughing because uh, you say classics. <laughs> I mean, there's obviously more old school rappers than that. But however, I was going to ask you, because you're only 22, I was like, maybe this is even like something I shouldn't ask. But I was going to ask Tupac or Biggie. Ooh. Ooh, that's um, for me. If I had to if I had to pick one, I would have to say Tupac. Yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's funny. My favorite song of all time is Juicy by Biggie. Oh. So. So I, I, that's I good, love though. Biggie, too. That, that, no, that's an amazing song. I'm not going to lie. But I'm Tupac all the way. Oh, yeah. I, I'm a Cali girl. So that is just so crazy. <laughs> I would never have imagined. I was going to ask, you know, where do you get this from? You know, what started your love of music and, and rapping? And then you made a little side hustle with your friends. Oh, yeah, definitely. We made about uh, four or five hundred bucks. Wow, that's so crazy. That's actually a lot of money for a high school kid, not going to lie. <laughs> no, I, I, I thought I was living a life at that time. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, your rap name. Tell me it's not going to be Mad Max. I don't know. We're, we're going to have to figure that out. I, I used to have an old rap name, which I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to No, <laughs> what was your but, uh, old rap name? I need to know now. Don't do that. <laughs> I, can't, I can't tell you. When, Why? I, when I released my first song, then I'll let you know. Hold I'll on. Promise. Why? Was it be, is it because you're going to use your old rap name or you're just embarrassed? Hey, we'll see. I can't, I can't oh, answer that. Oh, come on. Well, it's not going to be Mad Max because you don't even like the nickname no. that much. Come on, let's be honest. <laughs> okay. I'm going to let Mayock no. know. Hey, I'm going to need you to stop calling Max Mad Max. No, I'm just kidding. No, you're, gonna, <laughs> you're, gonna, you're trying to get me in trouble. I, 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 I have no problem with the nickname. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, all right, let the record show. It's okay to call him Mad Max. I got it. <laughs> Yeah, we're good. All right, let's talk about football now. But that was awesome. I didn't even think I would uh, spend that much time talking about rap. But I am impressed. I thought it was probably just a little thing you like to do for fun. But you grew up on music. So, yeah, I love it. I'll listen to the album. I'll make sure I cop it on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, you know, all that good stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely. Awesome. So, okay, football now. Coming out of Texas. Okay, the Dallas-Fort Worth area. The most recruited area in the darn country. Yep. And you only get one Division One scholarship offer, and that was to Eastern Michigan. Now, yes. you were playing out of position. I guess, right, you were li- playing linebacker, and then they, when they moved you to D-end, your senior season in high school, that's when you started getting a little bit noticed, right? Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, it, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit of a, a tough recruiting story because I – going into my last year I grew like three inches so we got a new coaching staff and they they decided okay you can't play middle linebacker and I was like almost six five so they moved me to D end and uh, a little bit of tight end too um and they just you know they had me roll with that and they were just like listen to us and we can give you a scholarship no doubt um and that's that's ultimately how it happened man that's crazy and then they did get you a scholarship it might have only been one, but at least it was one and it ended up working out. Um, That's all that matters. Yeah, and the coaches, you know, they obviously at Eastern Michigan, they saw you develop throughout the years and knew that you were going to be special and and one day play in the NFL. And you took a chance on yourself, though, um, because after your redshirt junior year, even though you weren't projected in the first or second rounds, you didn't care. You knew you could play in the NFL and you ended up, you know, getting drafted in the fourth round by the Raiders. Clearly, 
it's paid off. But just reading your story, you seem to be someone who doesn't care what anybody thinks. <laughs> You're going to find a way to prove them wrong. So can you tell me a little bit about, you know, that mentality and the mindset that you have? Yeah, you know, I, I, I've always been that way um, since I was little. I always just, I feel like I always had a chip on my shoulder. You know, at first I, I never was the fastest person. I never was, you know, the strongest in the weight room. Um, you know, a lot of people doubted me and it's just been, it's just been that way my whole life. And I, you know, I feel like that's just, um, the way I was raised and I just always, you know, was always out to prove something and that's just how, you know, this, this is my DNA. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I've always, I've always kept that and I always try to keep that chip on my shoulder because, you know, there's always, there's always another level you can get to and you can always get better. So yeah. for me, you know, I feel like I'm just getting started and I've always just, you know, kept that same mentality. Well, Raider Nation is thrilled to have you on the roster. You've gotten to start the last two games. And let me throw some stats out there real quick. So last two games, you have one sack, two batted passes, a forced fumble, and seven quarterback pressures. You're clearly a playmaker. Uh, when I watch you play, I see someone who, you know, doesn't take a playoff. You go all out from start to finish. You have a high motor. You're relentless in your pursuit. And you're confident in your play. So when an analyst describes, you know, the type of player you are, what do you want to hear them say? What type of player do you want to be in and think that you are? Um, yeah, I think you, you pretty much hit everything. Um, the only thing that, that irks me a little bit is that they try to um, discredit my, you know, my hard work with my skill and all that. Um, and just try to say I'm a I'm purely an, like a motor guy and mm. I just play hard and that's how I make plays. But for me, you know, I've I've been consistently making plays for the last few years, and I feel like you know I, my skill set and all that matches up with Your you effort. know some yeah, like you know what I mean. Just purely yeah, it just it matches with my effort. So I feel like that's why I'm able to make plays and you know my instincts and stuff like that, um, you know, help take over. And if you're playing 100 miles an hour. Um, and you have that, you know, I feel like you can, you know, you can uh, put yourself in a position to make plays. And your length helps so much. I mean, with six, six, five, and then you, when you put your <laughs> arm up and those batted passes just kind of seem to, to come left and right, which is awesome, obviously for the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, but I just, I think you play with a lot of confidence and I know you hate to say, oh, everyone says I'm this high motor guy and effort. I mean, honestly, though. You rather have that than someone that says you're skilled and not a hard worker, to be honest. Yeah. Absolutely. No, definitely. When Mayock drafted you, though, let me tell you what he said. Obviously, you probably already know, but, you know, he said that, <laughs> that you had the potential to be an elite pass rusher. You just have to get stronger. And yep. he made kind of the joke of you and Deuce Gruden, you know, having to become <laughs> best friends. So what has that relationship been like with Deuce Gruden and how much weight have you put on? What exactly have you guys worked on? Um, you know, it's been amazing, you know, me and Deuce, uh, you know, we have to lift twice a week, uh, you know, during the, during the season. And I get in there super early and at six thirty, and get my workout in and me and Deuce are literally one-on-one, -on -one, uh, working out. And there's also, you know, the other guys on the, st uh, strength staff, um, that help as well. But, you know, Deuce, um, Deuce has been a major help. You know, he always pushes me, try to, you know, trying to just, Put extra weight, you know, on the bar and extra, you know, get extra reps just to, you know, get that much stronger. And I feel like, um, you know, that's helped a ton. And as, as far as nutrition as well, that's just as important. Um, you know, Ricky, our guy at, at, at the facility, he's, 
he's great at what he does and he, he helps us out a ton. And, um, I feel like that's definitely contributed and I've, you know, I've put on a good amount of weight already since I've been there. And, you know, obviously I still got to keep getting stronger. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, that, that comes with, you know, time and, you know, hard work. So, um, that's something I'm not scared to do. So, you know, I'm not going to shy away from, uh, you know, getting, getting better and stronger and, you know, crafting my game. Yeah, for sure. And I heard a, a funny story about you being 250 in, in high school, you know, 6'5", 250, and then you showed up to Eastern Michigan at 210 pounds. What the heck? <laughs> you were like saying you were trying to get rid of the baby fat, and they were like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, see, that's funny because, honestly, I think that was the best thing I ever did. Really? Um, yeah, people think I'm crazy, but I, honestly, you know, I'm, I'm here for a reason, and I trusted myself. And, um, you know, at that time, I was I grew super fast and I put on a bunch of weight, um, that wasn't good. So, mm. um, I felt slow. I didn't feel like I was moving like I could. Um, so I lost, I maybe got kind of carried away a little bit, but <laughs> a little I bit. lost 40 that pounds. That's a lot of weight. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good amount. But, um, I, I noticed how athletic I could be. Um, mm. when I was, when I got down, I was about 215. Um, and I was, you know, I was windmilling a basketball and doing crazy stuff. I was like, okay, now when I get to Eastern, I can put on the right weight. Um, you know, they redshirted me and I ended up getting my weight up. And, you know, now I'm, I'm almost 270 and, you Golly. know, I kept that athleticism. So I've just been slowly been gaining. Um, and that's, you know, I feel like it, it, it paid off, but yeah. you know, everyone didn't agree. And, you know, it, it is what it is. No, awesome. Obviously it's paid off, but I didn't know. So you're, what, are you 265 or almost 270? What is your... Wait exactly. Right yeah, now. I, I fluctuate between two sixty five and two seventy. Oh, nice! But that's a lot of weight if you think about it. So you were two. I think what do you <laughs> yeah. two two fifty two fifty five at the combine? Uh, yeah, I was two fifty five. Nice. So you gained about a good fifteen in muscle then since uh, the off season. Okay, awesome. Um, what is the one thing you've learned about playing in the NFL that you wish you knew before heading into your rookie season? Ooh, that's a tough question. Um, honestly, I think it's just the main thing is just the um, the speed of the game, you know, everything is, everybody's great. You know what I mean? You're in the NFL for a reason. Yeah. Um, and that's the, you know, everything is, everything is a lot faster because the technique is a lot better. The, everyone has more experience. Um, and they're the best in the world. So in college, you can get away with a lot of stuff, just purely being an athlete. But once you get to the NFL, you know, the playbook's a lot, a lot bigger. Um, you know, the, the guys are a lot smarter, um, the quarterbacks are audibling multiple times before the snap. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you gotta, you gotta really solve the problem in your head before the play, you know, the play develops. So, um, yeah, that's, that's just the main thing. You know, the game's a little bit faster and it's just, you know, it's a lot more mental. Well, to start the season, there were a few guys in front of you on the death chart. Obviously, you know, you knew that. And, uh, Maybe you felt like you had to wait your turn, but here you are starting the last couple of weeks. And although there were, you know, a couple injuries, there's no doubt you have earned a starting job and a starting role on this team. So what would you attribute to being elevated on the depth chart, you know, and earning that starting role? Honestly, it was, you know, like you said, it's, it's a process. Um, when you come in as a rookie, um, there's a lot of vets and you gotta, you gotta really earn your job. Everybody's, everybody's trying to fight for a spot and, you know, everyone's trying to feed their families and, you know, I'm going to my competition and guys in the D line room there, you know, some are 28 years old and stuff like that. And you gotta, you know, you gotta show your respect. Um, and they're your teammates at the same time and you're trying to fight for the same thing. And that's yeah. the Super Bowl. But 
Um, at the same time, you're also fighting for, you know, you're fighting for your spot. You want to play. Um, and for me, you know, uh, I just, I honestly try to show up every single day and just put my head down and work and work and work. And, um, honestly that's been working and everything's not perfect, but, uh, I just got to keep getting better and, you know, keep, keep helping, helping my team win. Yeah. Well, this defense has sure proved a lot of people wrong. That's for sure. As you know, when Jonathan Abram went down and Vontez Burfick, you know, suspended the rest of the season, everybody's thinking, or at least the outsiders, man, the Raiders are in trouble. But I'm (laughs) sure you guys did not think that way at all. So what are the conversations like amongst the defensive unit? Because you seem like a very confident group. Uh, Yeah, you know, it's, it's just like any other defense. Um, it's the next man up mentality. Um, if you're a backup and you make the team, obviously, you know, you have a role and you gotta, you gotta be ready when your name's called. So, you know, when obviously a great player like Vontez and a leader like Vontez goes down, you gotta have guys step up and they gotta be confident when they're on the field. So, um, that's, that's just been, you know, it's a, that goes for the, you know, for that just, that's a direct correlation to the coaching staff, having the guys ready, um, staying hard on us, um, and just, just have, having that mentality, you know, everybody, everybody's going to end up getting their shot eventually. Um, so you just got to keep working and, uh, you know, when guys go down, you gotta, you gotta step up. Uh, so coming in, how many times did you hear about this defense only getting 13 sacks last year? <laughs> oh, we, we heard it <laughs> every, we heard it and saw it every day. So yeah, we saw it. They literally had it up in the weight room. Um, the amount of sacks we had and the amount of sacks we gave up. Um, so that's, that's the whole line of D line. We took that as a challenge and, mm. you know, obviously we have a lot, you know, a lot left left in the season. So um, yeah, we got to just keep working, you know, it's early, um, but so far, you know, we're starting, we're starting to get better and we're starting to play more as a unit and that's definitely helping. With eight sacks through five games, you guys are on pace to, you know, more than double that total from last year. So that's obviously good news. Uh, has that been sort of the mission though, to shut everybody up? Cause I'm sure you don't ever want to see that number 13 again, hung up in your, your weight room or the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you, def- you definitely don't want to see that, but honestly, um, that's, you know, we hear it all the time and, as far as, you know, as a D line, we have so many new faces in the room. Uh, you know, we, we take that as like, okay, you know, that's not, that really wasn't all of us as a unit. So we've all come together and, you know, we're, it's a whole new year. So we just, we just try to get better and better every day and just try to get to that quarterback. Well, what do you think is the one area where this defense really needs to improve? Um, honestly, I can't really, I can't really say that, you know, there's obviously room for improvement everywhere. Um, you know, as far as the D line, I feel like we definitely can take another step or two, um, for sure at the at the minimum. And you know, at every position, you know, obviously, like you said, there's a lot of guys that have had to step up. Like Nick Morrow, he's making plays every week. Um, you know, Mo Hurst had two sacks last game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Eric Harris had the pick six. He stepped in for uh, for John Abram. Uh, and there's just been guys, you know, stepping up and uh, continually, you know, continuously getting better. So. Um, for us, I don't think there's one room, uh, one specific, you know, place for improvement. But uh, I think it's, if we all just work and just keep getting better, I think it's just, you know, good things are going to happen. Well, talking about guys stepping up, um, with the absence of Vontez, perfect, uh, he was probably one of the leaders on this defense, I'm assuming. So who has stepped up yeah. in his absence? Um, you know, to hear Whitehead, he, uh, he was already a leader. He's yeah. a captain, obviously. Um, so, yeah, you know. When Vontez went down, 
Um, you know, it, it, you know, the, the baton was passed on to Tahir to, you know, be the, be the vocal guy on the defense. Um, and I feel like he's done a great job so far. Awesome. Um, you know, all it's, it's all across the board. We have a ton of leaders, you know, re, you know, whether they're captains or not, um, you know, we, people have to step up and lead and be vocal. And I feel like we're doing a lot better job of that. Who's your best friend on this team? Like, who are you the closest to? Um, I definitely Cleveland, uh, Cleveland, you know, we room together in camp, we room together in mini camp. Uh, and you know, we've, you know, we came in as a two DNs, um, in this, in this draft class. So me and him have been, you know, we, we actually, it's funny, we met at the combine and when he got drafted, I, I was texting him and telling him congratulations. And I was like, Hey, hopefully Oakland takes me. So He's like, bro, if we, if we, if they take, if they take you, bro, it's over. We're going to be, we're going to, we're going to take this lead by storm. So um, I, it's kind of crazy. I still have the messages. So it's, it's kind of funny, you know, me and Cleveland, uh, when we met at the combine, you know, we hit it off right away. Um, you know, he's a great dude. And uh, yeah, he, he's definitely, definitely uh, probably, probably the closest guy um, I'm with on the team. Man, in a couple years, let's just say you guys take your, you know, your game to the next level or two, making the playoffs. You guys, you have to like print that text message and put it in the frame, or you at least have to post it on social media or something. Cause like, oh yeah, that's no, pretty cool. I, I definitely will. That's pretty cool. Um, and speaking of Cleveland, then I wasn't even gonna bring him up, um, but you already know the story. Um, you know he was picked fourth overall. Uh, a lot of people try to say it's a reach, or it was a reach. They got him based on character, et cetera. Mike Mayock obviously uh, disagrees. Now he's been dealing with, you know, um, an injury. I think he's been back on the practice field though, right? This week. Uh, yes, he's he's been practicing all week. So he's um, and yeah, no, just like you said, you know, when you talk about everybody's opinion on him and all that. Um, I think, I think they're crazy, you know, Cleveland's super versatile. Um, he's a big, strong athletic playmaker. And, um, you know, that's exactly what you need at the position. So, um, you know, Cleveland's playing all over the field, you know, he's playing a three tech, he's playing inside, he's playing outside. Um, and he's, he's doing a great job. So, um, we're happy he's back and, you know, we gotta, we gotta just keep it rolling. It's crazy because I covered this team every single day for five years when I worked at NBC sports and the rookies that came in, the only one I would say that was like ready to talk to the media was Derek Carr. I mean, honestly, he was just yeah. so well-spoken. But this rookie class, you guys are so well-spoken and just so smart. You guys are high character guys. It is Unbelievable. So uh, I just wanted to kind of say that real quick when I was just thinking about that. Um, but also, you seem like somebody who, one, uh, would really try to lift a guy like Cleveland up if he's down. And Cleveland also seems like a guy who maybe won't get too down and listen to kind of the critics saying, oh, he's going to be a bust type of thing. So do you try to lift him up? And is he somebody that needs that or doesn't? Um, you know, I, honestly, you know, me, it's funny you said that because, you know, me and Cleveland, you know, we talk every day. Um, and you know, as far as lifting each other up and stuff like that, that's, you know, that's second nature to us. Um, mm. you know, and, and that's, that goes for the whole rookie class. You know, we came in, uh, with a mission and we want to change this thing. So, um, I feel like we've done a good job so far, but, um, you know, we just got to keep being there for each other. And, um, you know, the sky's the limit. Well, the offense has also had doubters. You already oh, know yeah. that, especially heading into the Chicago game. Uh, but the offensive line, dominated that Bears front seven. You face them oh, yeah. every day at practice. So what is it like going against them, going up against them every day? I'm sure you're like, it's a darn good team right here. It's a darn good unit. <laughs> yeah. Um, going against Trent Brown every day is uh, quite the experience. That's, uh, <laughs> that's all I can say. He's a monster. Especially being a rookie. Uh, yeah, being a rookie, not knowing what to expect. 
Um, that was definitely my like welcome to the NFL. Um, was going against him. Uh, but yeah, no, our old line from, from literally from top to bottom, I think is the best in the league and you can't argue that, um, they've done a great job all year. Um, we have great leadership. Um, and honestly, there's, there's a lot to handle. Shoot. And with Gabe Jackson back, the Packers defense, they're going to have their hands full this Sunday, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I would say so. Uh, well with this brutal schedule, uh, you can't complain about being three and two right now. You know, Raider Nation obviously pretty happy, but um, it's not going to get any easier, okay, over the next uh, few weeks. But again, you're three and two. You have played some playoff caliber teams, minus the uh, Denver Broncos. <laughs> yeah. But over the next two weeks, you have to go to Green Bay. You have to go to Houston, okay? Um, but you've had a week to recover, and now you're back to work. And next up, it is Aaron Rodgers and the Packers at Lambeau. You are only 22 years old. So I am sure you grew up watching Aaron Rodgers. Is he oh, yeah. is he a legend to you? Like when you think about oh, I'm about to face Aaron Rodgers. Like, is it kind of one of those oh, yeah. woo wow yeah. moments? <laughs> Definitely. Um, you know, I've grown up I grew up watching him and Matthew Stafford and um all those guys in that division for a long time. So um yeah, you know, he's he's a legend in the game and he's a future Hall of Famer. No no question about it. So um, we love that, you know, we love the challenge. Um, and when you're talking about the brutal schedule and all that, um, you know, we think we can play with anybody and we know we can play with anybody. So for us, it's another challenge, another great opportunity to go, you know, put another W on the column. So, um, yeah, we're looking forward to it. But what has it been like preparing for a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers? Um, it's, you know, having Deshaun Kaiser um, and Mike Glennon run the scouting quarterbacks. Um, you know, we've done, they've done a lot of, a lot of different, uh, looks and, you know, Aaron Rodgers is, he, you know, he likes to improvise and he likes mm-hmm. to, you know, you know, throw the ball downfield. So, um, he's, you know, he's one of the best for a reason and we're going to do everything we can to try to stop him. Well, as you mentioned, Aaron, he is a magician, especially when he gets out of the pocket. Okay. And scrambles. Yeah. I mean, is the game plan to to keep him inside the pocket? Like, how do you slow a guy like that down? I mean, he's missing a couple of his top receivers, and he still finds a way to get the other guys the ball. <laughs> Somehow, someway, he does. Yeah, you're just going to you're gonna have to see Sunday. I can't, <laughs> I can't tell you all the little details. <laughs> yeah, man, you ain't giving me your game plan. No, I'm just kidding. Get after him. That's all I got to say. The game plan needs to be get pressure on Aaron Rodgers, but it's easier said than yep. done, obviously, right? Absolutely. What would it mean to get a sack and put Aaron Rodgers on his back as a rookie? <laughs> that would be a big deal, um, for sure. And you know that that's the you know the goal for the whole D line. We're just, we're trying to get after him. Um, we're trying to make plays all game and not you know not let him get comfortable. So um, you know we we have our uh, hands full, but uh, I think we're we're more than ready for the task. And playing at Lambeau. Such a freaking historic place. I mean, oh, yeah. are you excited about that? I mean, it's going to be loud. It probably will be a little bit cold as well. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely excited. That's you know, it's a legendary, uh, it's a legendary stadium. Um, and the, the thing is, is that, uh, you know, I love playing in cold games. So you know, that's oh. something I'm looking forward to. Um, and yeah, you know, it's it's going to be it's going to be an awesome awesome game. Why do you like playing in cold games? Why do I like playing in cold games? Yes. That's the worst. <laughs> I, I played at East, I played at Eastern Michigan. So 
Oh, um, I'm yeah. used to it. I'm used to it. So, uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward and to I it. And I think defenders like it better, but offensive players do not <laughs> like to get hit when it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's what my guy James Jones always tells me, and he's you know he he was a Green Bay Packer, so he was like it was yeah. the worst. We did not like to get hit. Let me tell you. Uh, but anyways, yeah. um, a lot of people think, including myself, you know, if the Raiders can split these two games, just get one of them. Obviously, I'm talking to a player, so you would want to get both of them. But if you guys could split them, that the playoffs are a real possibility with the favorable you know schedule down the stretch and on the back end. And I know coaches always say, you know, got to take it one day at a time, one game at a time. But let's be real. The playoffs, the playoffs, that's your goal. Y'all want to make it to the playoffs. I mean, that is the goal. Uh, winning a Super Bowl is the goal when you enter a season, right? Um, so, Absolutely. So do you think this team has what it takes to make the postseason? Um, by the yeah. way, by the no, way, this I... is Keeping It 300. That's like the name of the podcast. So I'm going to need you yeah. to keep it all the way 300 right now, Max. <laughs> I think we have more than enough talent, um, more than enough leaders, um, you know, the best coaching staff um, in the league. So um, I think that's, you know, definitely uh, a possibility. Um, And that's definitely the goal. You know, Super Bowl is the goal every single year. So um, with Derek Carr, quarterback, leading the guys, and, uh, you know, obviously on defense, having a good mixture of veterans and young guys, I think, you know, we can really shock a lot of people. And I'm going to wrap it up, though. Uh, just two more questions. But since you brought up Derek Carr, this was my one of the two. Derek Carr is someone who, as you know, has taken so much heat. OK, um, coming into the season, everybody, including his former head coach, said this is a make or break year. For Derek Carr, when you see all the criticism, I know you're on Twitter, okay, on social media, so you can't tell me that you're not. When you see people talking (laughs) crap about Derek Carr, um, and then you look at the person that he is, is he really like the same person every day at practice? Like he's always positive. He doesn't care what people are saying. I know it has to get to him a little bit, but just, you know, tell the people about his, his leadership and the way he goes about his business. Yeah, um, that's that's the first thing I noticed when I got in the building is that Derek Carr doesn't, he's not looking, you know, he's not looking at everybody as like, hey, I'm the leader, blah, 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 I'm doing it my way. He just tries to lead by example every single day, and he just wants to be one of the guys. Um, you know, he sits down he sits down with the rookies and will eat, you know, eat lunch with us, eat breakfast with us, have normal conversation, and he treats everybody the same. So, um, you know, obviously he takes, you know, criticism. And that's, that's what, you know, that's what comes with uh, being a quarterback, but you know, he doesn't, he doesn't let it affect him. Um, and you know, he's a great leader. So, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have anybody else, you know, at quarterback. And you obviously play against him every day at practice. So you think he's a heck of a quarterback oh, yeah. as well, don't you? Oh yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Derek Carr's my guy. And he's also uh James Jones's guys, you know, former teammates. So, um, oh, yeah. yeah. So I always talk positively for the most part on this podcast. I gotta, you know, if he has a bad game, gotta say he has a bad game, you know. But uh, so far, hopefully, um, at least the last two weeks, he's sh- shut everybody up, and hopefully that continues the rest of the way. But the last thing for me, uh, you are a perfect fit for the silver and black. Um, and this might sound kind of crazy, and I don't get offended, but obviously you're a white boy with swag, okay? And you actually <laughs> remind me. Uh, of you know some of my friends growing up i grew up in the bay some of my like my white boy friends growing up you know what i mean who had like some swag to them uh but (laughs) with that said it has really nothing to do with my question i just want uh to know what does it mean to be a part of raider nation um honestly it's 
it's, it's been an experience that I can't even explain. Uh, you know, coming into the NFL, uh, obviously, you know, you're going to have more fans and you're going to have more attention and, you know, people coming your way, but, um, they take it, you know, above and beyond. Uh, I can't even tell you how many messages I get every day. Um, just, just the amount of support and love from the fans, um, and the passion, you know, that's the main thing is like, you know, for me, I I've been a player, you know, I've always been the player to have, you know, try to have the most swag and passion and, you know, energy on the field. And, you know, it's almost impossible to match that, you know, of Raider nation. So, um, they're, they're unbelievable. And, you know, they're, they're the best fans in the world without a doubt. Well, you are from the Dallas Fort Worth area. Were you a Cowboys fan growing up? (laughs) No, absolutely not. I, uh, I, I originally, I, I lived in Michigan for the first 10, 10 years of my life. So, oh. you know, uh, I was a Lions fan, oh. um, but, but yeah, no, I'm definitely glad, glad, uh, you know, I'm a part of a, you know, an organization that's, uh, you know, the Raiders. <laughs> okay, good. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, well, I know Raider Nation is happy that you are a part of Raider Nation. So, uh, oh, yeah. yes, thank you so much for joining Keeping It 300, and good luck the rest of the way. We'll all be rooting for you, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Well, that's going to do it for this bonus episode of Keeping It 300. Hope you enjoyed the show. For Max, I'm Fallon. We out. Yeah.